believe they are. We're ready to start with some uh, some music. Yeah, I'm just gonna close a couple couple other things now. But yeah, we're ready to go. Give this as much processing power as I can. There you go. Uh, we're gonna skip the countdown on Planning Center Live because we're late. Here we go. <laughs> This one to me is a strong contender for permanent theme song. I like it. Oh, definitely, definitely. Little delayed drop. Hello, and welcome to The Other Ministers, the podcast, the live stream where the other ministers in your church who are not the senior minister, get together and have a podcast, and we get to talk. Uh, how are you guys doing? Doing good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. things are great. Things are great <laughs> over here. Things are good. Uh, I'm going to tweak this main shot while we're uh, getting started. Do it. It says live video interrupted very briefly on here. Uh, we'll get it figured out. Hey, my name is Joseph. I am uh, the worship pastor here at our church in Winter Springs uh, here in Central Florida. Um called the Foundry Church. That's where we're at. And joining me as always, uh, Hank Taylor, our church's digital pastor. Hello. And the voice of the Lakeland Magic, who you may or may not have been able to uh, hear as he is off camera and away from his microphone trying to fix uh, camera. That looks issues. a lot better. A lot better. And uh, also joining us, Hunter Mertz, our church's family life pastor. Hello, hello. One weekend. How does it feel? Doing good. Soon I will be able to say that without the hesitation of trying to remember exactly what it is. I still hesitate when people <laughs> ask me what my role is, so it's okay. <laughs> There's some grace there. Um, we, uh, we like to do this podcast because if you look at the, uh, the top charts on uh, uh, the Christianity or religion section of iTunes or Spotify or whatever, it's a lot of church sermon podcasts. It's a lot of senior pastors talking about leadership and uh, we thought, you know what? Uh, I might shut the door. That might be good this week. We, we have some, some light construction happening in the office. Um, we thought, you know what? Uh, we are a church that values the voice of many. We're, we're not all about the, the person at the top. And um, so we want to we model that with this podcast. This is episode 45, Hank. Is that right? Number 45, yes. Um, so... Almost, almost a full year's worth of podcasts. We're more than a year into this. Yeah, we had a couple hiatuses. Yeah, is that the right plural form? Hiata. Hi. Ooh. Hi. Hiatuses. Do you emphasize? Is it a long e? I don't know. Somebody who knows Latin, uh, comment in or uh, send <laughs> us an email at tom at thefoundryc.org. What declension is the word hiatus in? I can do some research here. I do not know the answer to that. I like knowing things. So when I don't know something, it's a fun, it's a fun moment because I get to learn. I like it. Um, today, as we record, is Monday, September 20th, uh, 2021, I believe it is still. Hank, I keep seeing these things saying the broadcast has been paused and live videos interrupted. Do we think that's, are we dropping frames like crazy? We have dropped a couple frames here and there. Okay. Well, we'll see. 
We might be having internet issues because I also am having little weirdsies with with that planning center live. That does not look as it should. Um, right, right now it looks pretty stable, but it is sort of fluctuating around between green, yellow, orange, bouncing around. We are recording though. We are so recording. We'll have good audio. That should for the be podcast. interrupt. That should be uninterrupted. Yeah. Sorry. When I say good audio, I do mean uninterrupted audio. Not yes. much of it has been good so far. It's not been not been great podcast material as we try to get video stuff sorted. Um, anyways, how you guys doing? I'm good, man. We had a great weekend. It was a good weekend around here. Okay. I, I did get stung by a wasp. That was the only not great thing. But yeah. other than that. Was that during the garage sale? It was actually during Friday. Oh, okay. During the setup. During the yeah. setup for it. Seth and I were in the back grabbing carpet out mm-hmm. of the trailer. Yeah. There were a bunch, a bunch there. And we had managed to get all the carpet out of the trailers, loaded into Seth's truck. Seth had already left. All that we needed to do was close the trailer doors. Yeah. As I'm closing the trailer doors, like very uh, gingerly, I guess, carefully trying to close these doors, I'm thinking to myself, man, it would have been really bad if I got stung by a wasp. And then one just like kamikazed on me. Hmm. Right at the last like possible moment. Yeah. I was trying to make my getaway. It got me oh, right no. on the arm. Right on the arm. They're the worst. Uh, there is, if anyone chooses, uh, if anyone with the access chooses to look, there's probably some hilarious uh, security cam footage here at our building of me throwing uh, uh, trash at the, end of, at the end of the event Saturday into our dumpsters because there were wasps all around the dumpster as well. And uh, so I, I did a little bit of uh, a little bit of cat and mouse with some wasps, and uh, you co- did not couple, get stung. I did not get stung because I ran. There were there were a couple of running moments where it was like, okay, I'm moving towards the dumpster with this thing. Nope, drop it, back away. Not here to ha- not here to get in an argument with a wasp. That's our worship minister, people. Faster <laughs> than a speeding wasp. That's right. That's right. Um, let's, because uh, we're, we're skirting on some good things right now, talking about the weekend here at the church. So let's move on to our next segment. It's time for... Good. I have to put that fader up. It's time for Tell Me Something Good, the segment where we take a few minutes and uh, share things that are good, that are happening. We all know there's, there's a lot of bad that happens in the world. People get stung by wasps, um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and so we like to take a few minutes and just say what's good in our lives and in our church and in our world around us that we see happening. Hunter, why don't you start us off, man? Tell me something good. Oh, those multiple good things um that was happening i mean getting to participate with the garage sale this year um i've heard all the good stories uh, about it over the last five six years that it's been this going was the on eighth annual garage oh, wow. sale. so uh but i think that there's a caveat there because we say, didn't we, do it last year yeah, are we technically annual at this point i i think everything has gotten you know a buy <laughs> a buy year because of yeah. of covid so um I guess it's the eighth one. So that's lots of garage sales. Yeah. yeah. Lots of garage sales. Yeah, so it was great fun getting to participate in that um, and help out. So that was really cool. Um, but also, so just last night, 
Um, one of my best friends uh, and I went to a comedian show. I was going to say comedian concert, but I don't think that's what they're called. I think they do actually use concert for like stand-ups. We'll say like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a show or I'm doing a concert at. Who was it? Who did you yeah. see? Uh, it was Hassan. Minha, I actually oh, don't know if that's how Hassan you say Minash. his last name, Minot, yeah. who does the Patriot Act on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Phenomenal. I've seen that. I have seen, I've seen that before. He is funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I very much appreciate I listened to a podcast called The Bugle. Uh, their tagline is, audio newspaper for a visual world. <laughs> but he's he's sometimes a guest on there. Less so since he's been doing his show. Yeah. I think that keeps him busy. He does a really good job at at bringing in sincerity uh, and comedy and fluctuating between the two and just being open and honest and mm-hmm. real. Um, so I really respect how he does his his stand-ups. Was it Hassan Minaj who did a documentary called The Problem with Apu? Or was that another comedian? You guys know the we documentary have, I'm talking uh, about? We have the means to figure this we out. We have the means. No, there was... Uh, uh, there's an Indian American comedian who did a documentary about Apu, the character from The Simpsons, and about the many problems with Apu. That was Hari. Um, Hari Kondabolu. Yep. That's right. Yep. That's right. That's exactly right. How you say that, I'm sure. That's how he says it. I wasn't going to really. I was going to try to. That's, that's how he pronounces it when he's a guest on The Bugle. I really like The Bugle. I'll have to check that out. It's fun. It's fun. It makes me laugh. It's a bunch of comedians talking about uh, what's happening in the world in a funny way. So I dig it. So um, you're something good was garage sale being a part of that, getting to see Hassan Minaj. Yeah, it was just a good weekend. Concert. Was All good. together. Yeah. yeah. Was Hassan Minaj was here locally? I assume. Yeah, it was in the Phillips Center in Orlando. Okay. Cool. 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 Hank, tell us something good. Uh, sort of follow up, I guess, getting stung by a wasp is I was just amazed. I'm amazed by how easy and simple it is to get medicine. I uh, so if it was Friday evening, I got stung by this wasp. I anticipated that it would still be bad for like a day. So yesterday or or Saturday, the next day, I mean, it was very red, swollen. I wasn't too concerned about it. I was like, I just got stung by a wasp yesterday. Then yesterday, I woke up getting more red, more swollen, oh, no. larger area. Yeah. So I was like, okay, now I'm just getting to a point where I was like, this probably isn't great. Probably should. I asked Tiffany. We were here at church. I, asked, I, sh- I was talking with her about it. I showed her. I was like, I have to sell my this wasp. As you already know, this is what it's looking like today. Feels like it's it's not like hurting worse or like... Did it feeling feel like, worse like heat yes feel hot yeah yes um and we talked to her mom who's a nurse we talked with her about it we were like she was like yeah you should probably try to get on some antibiotics i was like how am i supposed to do that i like on a sunday like what am i supposed to do and then i remembered in my wallet i have this card for this thing called teledoc not yes. an ad highly recommended um well te- I, teledoc i think is like band-aid it describes yeah. a service, but it is also a brand name. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So um, I had, the last time I had used it, I think, was uh, when I was working for World Changers still, and I had the flu. Um, 
really bad. I used it then. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so anyways, tell the doc, get this appointment, had to wait about 30 minutes while we were like waiting for, to go to lunch. They like called me. I was on the phone with that doctor for all of 90 seconds. He was just like, I saw your pictures. That looks really bad. And I was like, yeah, it kind of <laughs> is. He was like, all right, I'm going to get you some medicine. I was like, okay, cool. Anything else? He was like, nope, that's it. And then he was, he was gone. There it is. So they sent the prescription off. I got it transferred to Publix because at Publix it was going to be free. At CVS it was going to be like 20 or 30 bucks or something. So this is another. That was I an, never would have guessed that that sort of thing was based on the pharmacy you get it from. I would have always I just would, assumed yeah, it was based either. on your insurance. Yeah. It's going to cost the same no matter where you go. That was yeah. that was my thing too because I was just like, this is the CVS that's on my way home. Like if they send it there, then it was good. And then on the automated message, they're like, oh, this might not be covered by your insurance FYI. And then I was like, oh. And then doing a little bit of research, they were like, certain pharmacies will charge you for that kind of thing. But at certain places, hmm. certain medications are going to be less or free. And I was like, this is a very strange phenomenon that we have in our healthcare system, I guess. Yes. But I poked around, figured out at Publix this thing was going to be free. So I had it transferred over to Publix. I had to wait a little bit longer. But got on it starting last, starting last night. How's it doing today? Oh, I mean, you can sort of see the redness really isn't as bad, but it did go like all the way like up to here from here. So, yeah, I don't know if I just glanced at that, that I would think your whole forearm had been affected. I would, I would, there's, there's a bit of a dark, and for those of you just listening, this is famously an audio medium, but (laughs) looks, looks like just a bit of a bruise, like maybe a half dollar size bruise. Just just south of a uh, of a mark where it looks like maybe you scratched, maybe it was itch itching yeah. or something. Yeah. Um. So it's bruising a little bit, but definitely not as swollen today. Already, I can tell. Yeah. I was on took some Benadryl also last night. Mm-hmm. Went. I slept. I slept good. <laughs> I slept good. Everybody. So I'm feeling refreshed. Feeling ready to go. Yeah. Everything's great. So that is that's good. That the process is just amazing. That I just did all of that. Was able to secure this medicine. All while I was just like going throughout my day. I didn't have to really interrupt my day that much at all. Other That's than wild. to yeah. just go pick it up when it was ready. Uh, the things that I have wanted to use a Teladoc style service for in the past are all things that like I'll, I'll start. I'll start getting I'll get a little bit of a fever, a lot of congestion and kind of a sore throat. And literally I. Uh, I mean, this was years ago when I was still in South Carolina. I I used it and I'm describing symptoms and the doctor was literally like, okay, well, based on what you're describing, it could be early stages of flu. It could be strep throat or it could be a sinus infection. What do you think? And I'm just like, (laughs) I'm, I'm describing me, the non-doctor. I'm describing symptoms to you, the doctor. doctor. And yes, I understand these symptoms are, are similar for these three different things, but you're going to treat flu differently than you'll treat strep or a sinus infection, which are both yeah. bacterial. I guess the sinus infection could be viral too, but that's I'm like just, just like, a little better than WebMD. Well, like just a, a few less options. Yeah. Yeah. But man, I was just like, I, I mean, I've had strep a lot. It kind of feels like that. I don't know. Let's go with strep, but it's like, okay, here's your amoxicillin prescription. And I'm like, I, what if it's flu? Like we can't do a flu <laughs> test online. So yeah, so I learned like some things I still have to go to a, a real doctor for. But something like that, like that's the ideal scenario where you're like, yeah. this right here 
It was a it was a big red wasp. It stung me on my arm. Like yeah. help me with that. Yeah. 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 Well, very cool, man. Um, for me, something good. Uh, <laughs> the Braves won a game finally yesterday. They've not been playing well. This and, is not uh, the stretch where you want to not be playing well. It's really not, dude. They came out after the All-Star break and just were world beaters for three weeks. And um, built up to, I think, a six-and-a-half game lead in the division. That lead is back to two. It was as low as one um, going into yesterday. But beat beat the Giants. It was a good win, too. It was 3 nothing. Um Eddie Rosario, who the Braves picked up at the trade deadline, hit for the cycle. He's the eighth player in Braves history to hit for the cycle. He's the first player in Major League Baseball history to hit for the cycle on five pitches. Oh, wow. Wow. He swung and missed at his first pitch, then hit a double. First pitch of his next at bat, I think the triple was second, and then a single, or then the home run, and then the single was the last one. Saw five pitches the whole day, hit for the cycle. Wow. It's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, But that was good. It's amazing uh, to me how long baseball has been around, but yet... It feels like you can pretty easily find things that are the first time it's ever been done. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's that's one of the reasons. I, it's it's similar to golf in that way. Where I mean, golf has been I think as a sport has existed far longer than baseball. Um, but you, there's just there's weird stuff like for all the years that people have played golf, and even all the years people have played golf professionally. There was that time that Sergio Garcia, his ball landed in a tree, and he climbed the tree and hit the ball out of the tree. It's like, okay. Why like not? That's just, yeah, that's what happened. We do need a chair for you. Uh, every time. Every time, that's right. We're going to be joined momentarily by our lead pastor, Seth, as we move into our next segment. Uh, let's talk about this week. But, um, yeah, Braves, Braves playing good baseball yesterday at least. Hopefully it continues. I think they'll make the postseason. It's just a matter of uh, are they going to be a playing wild card game or are they going to be the division winner? And that is very much up in the air right now. Also, uh, Saturday was super busy with the yard sale, but it was also super busy after that for me because it was our son's sixth birthday party. Happy birthday, Benjamin. Yeah, his birthday is actually this weekend, but we had to do the party a week early because we're going to be out of town next Friday and Saturday for my sister-in-law's wedding, uh, which will also be um, be a good thing. So we're, we'll actually get to spend his birthday at the beach up in Jacksonville. Oh, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. Yeah. Part, part of his birthday, at least. Yeah. So lots good. It's very busy. I got caught up on all your stuff going on with your extended family at the birthday party. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Had a long talk, talk with, uh, is it JR? HR. HR. Hildridge Roscoe. I get confused in my head because I'm like, I know it's not JR, but I also don't think it's RJ. What is it? HR. Say that Hildridge Roscoe? Hildridge Roscoe. That's an amazing name. And he he goes by HR, which I probably would too. That sounds like a D&D character name. (laughs) Hildridge. Uh, Michelle's, Michelle's mom, Kathy, calls him Hildridge and is probably the only person. Who does? Well, I don't know. That name's yeah. kind of growing on me. I kind of dig it. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was funny when we had Benjamin uh, because we were like, okay, it'd be cool to do a name from from each granddad. <laughs> you get it a family name. Well, yeah. So, but so then we were like, okay, um, my dad was Richard Donald, and Michelle was like, I don't like Donald as a first name, maybe as a middle name. 
Uh, I don't like Richard really as either one because, you know, it gets shortened to yeah, yeah, Rich, yeah, Rick, yeah. Dick, Richie, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we're like, okay, do we like Roscoe, Donald Robinson? We're like, I don't, I think Roscoe I like better as a middle name too. And then we're like, Hildridge? I, man, I don't know. Yeah. And then we're like, there's the complication of my, my dad passed away when I was in high school. So I have a stepdad in the mix too. No, and we're please. like, so like, does he get two middle names? So then we're like, okay. Bible name for the first name, Benjamin. <laughs> and we can get away with, of those three guys, only having a name from my dad because he passed away. It's yeah, yeah. Like in honor thing. of. In yeah, honor yeah, of, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's, he's Benjamin Donald. I, I really wanted, I know we're way off topic. I really wanted to name uh, one of our kids uh, after Jess's grandpa who passed also. Because mm-hmm. I, I think it's a really cool name, but it doesn't work with our last name because it was Thane. Oh. Which I'm like, oh, it's kind of a cool name, Thane. But then it's Kane. It have to be a middle name. So it's then that it's you don't Thane call him. Kane. Yeah. And it like is there's just too many things that you know. Yeah. What, what are you? That actually kind of cool. I like the rhyming. Yeah. Yeah. Like, of that. Only if you found a middle you, name to rhyme as well. What are you thinking about? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh uh, well, let's move into our next segment. Let's talk about yesterday. Ooh, that was the wrong, <laughs> wrong one. What am I looking for here? Hold on. Let me pull up the menu. There Let's it is. try that again. That's our transition. There you go. It's much more groovy. I always think I should be like at a cabana somewhere when this comes on. Like I should be sipping on a pina colada with an umbrella with like around a pool somewhere in the Caribbean or something. Well, it's just transition music. It doesn't have to be all that. Well, that's what it makes me feel. Stop squelching my feelings, Joe. Sheesh. Yeesh. Let's yeah. talk about yesterday. Yeah. Um, we, we have Seth joining us. Seth, who, who preached uh, the message yesterday, it mm. was uh, Telios part seven <laughs> dash others part bracket part yeah. one. Telios <laughs> week seven Close others brackets. part one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Doug. Yeah. <laughs> so uh for those of you who who do not actively attend our church or who may have just missed we're going through this series called uh, telios or telios or teleos mm. who knows the ancient greeks they know mm. um and uh we're, we're it's sort of a foundational thing for our our church because we're sort of exploring these four key relationships that are uh key and core to each of us, our relationship with God, our relationship with ourself, mm-hmm. um, relationship with other people around us, and then relationship with creation. Uh, so we've gone through half of that circle. Mm-hmm. We, we sort of organize it in a circle uh, with a little running, leaping, running man. leaping person in the middle. Uh, I always thought that human that... in the middle? A flourishing human, yes. I always thought that looked like those like very... Um, abstract drawings that they used during like during the olympics, the olympics. Yeah. of yeah. like the for like each event R- sh- that's that's the rhythmic gymnastics one yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh it makes me think like generic humans makes me think of community and their their mascot oh, was the, the yes. human, the human. <laughs> yes it was just like a guy in a white uh, morph suit with like yep i don't even think he had, they had like x's for eyes or something i don't i haven't watched that show in forever it's, we it's, are it's a good first four seasons are really it, good because everything was so politicized like like they couldn't couldn't come up with anything that wasn't like offending somebody so they just were like we're the humans <laughs> that's funny so Seth, tell uh, us tell us about yesterday let's talk about uh, yesterday yeah, yeah, key yeah. points cutting room floor stuff 
So it was about others. What is that relationship? How do we have the proper relationship with others? We kind of talked about the nature of God being communal and relationship, the nature of nature being communal and relationship, looking at atoms and how everything is a relationship of relationships of atoms that make everything. Then we talked about the nature of the One self. might say it's fractal in nature. Sure, yes. That also was a thing we could say. Um, so we talked about how we're made in the image of relationship, being made in the image of God, but then we're also made up of relationship. Um, we're made out of relationships from our parents. We talked about that. Did anybody really laugh at that? Did you? I felt like there was a couple of chuckles, but people didn't know if they should laugh because it was kind of like a like a sex joke. You definitely like, could not hear any laughing. Yeah, on the recording. Yeah, which is always weird because then if you're watching it, it's just me chuckling at myself. Yeah. Well, that happens a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that does happen a lot. <laughs> I heard a few little like I could see a few little shoulder shakes and whatever, but I was like. Okay, I think they got it. Was it shoulder shakes or head shakes? Well, was, it, was it people was going it, like... No, no, no. Like a side to side, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we talked about how uh, just the idea of if we're made in the image of relationship, made out of relationship, like the the entirety of the universe at its core is, is relationship. And we kind of moved from that to the idea of how do we interact with each other? We looked at the Good Samaritan and how... Jesus made the hated person the hero, and he says, love your neighbor as yourself. So that that whole idea or concept of loving your neighbor as yourself is, is much bigger than just be nice to people. Like, if everything is relationship, then loving the self is loving the neighbor, and loving the neighbor is loving the self. So, like, it's, there's, there's no, there's really no such thing as other. There's no such thing as them. Like, all the people that we say, well, they... We don't like how they think or what they do or look at them. Like, you know, But we are all from one. We've come from the same place. We all have the same source of life. We're in relationship. We are really. So like that, that verse be, starts to carry a lot more weight. Um, and when we separate others, when we separate people as others or as a them, then we're stepping out of God's intended reality, which is to say, sure. oh, no, this, this whole thing is a movement back to the oneness from which we have everything has been given birth. I thought um, the the others dimension of, of these relationships we're talking about is is a really interesting one to illustrate the holistic nature of all of them mm-hmm. because you know I, I think for most people, especially Christians who might be versed in scripture and, and have grown up in church, there's no argument when you say, yeah, it's a good thing for us to be good to other people. Yeah. Like that's a good thing. Right. But to put it in specifically Christian terms where, you know, Jesus has asked the greatest commandment and he says, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, love your neighbor as yourself. We, a lot of times hear that and go, love my neighbor. Sure. Mm -hmm. No problem. But it's that as yourself part where it's like, oh, I can't, I can't just focus on outwardly doing good deeds meeting needs of, of people because that's connected, you know, in this way. And, um, so I, I think you talked about that some when we were on the you, yeah, the you the self component. Um, but, uh, I, I think thinking about it from, from this angle too, makes a lot of sense to go, how, you know, what, whatever you're doing for other people to love other people, does that match up with the way you're, you're viewing yourself and envisioning? Right. Well, yeah. if, if I am not, in a whole a place of wholeness, it's hard for me to love others 
from a place of wholeness or to love them in, in that more complete way. But at the same time, if, if I'm just trying to love others, but yet all I, if I have a very low sense of self or all I see in the self is the flaws, then it, it, yeah, it works. It's both sides. Like, yeah. It's like the, the work rest thing where you're like, we don't, we don't work until we have nothing left to give and then refill our tanks and then go. Right. It's the same. Like if, if you, if you treat loving others that way, you will love others to the point of complete burnout. Right. And then have to retreat from loving others in order to fix yourself a little bit. You won't be able to love others. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and I like to, we talked about the, um, the simultaneous invention thing, which was like people in different places different times that aren't really uh like aware of each other's work coming to the same conclusion about things like that's to me that's wild the idea of the um the spirit level book i had talked about about showing how the the larger the gap in a society between the wealthy and the poor the the worse off a society is for it for everybody for the rich and the poor the closer that gap, the better people, like the better the society is. Right. And then even the, the transfer of energy stuff that that's a thing that happens that we're continually like it's, we see it in the plant world. They can literally transfer energy to one another. Um, and I was even thinking, you know, we've got a couple situations, uh, from people around the church or even, uh, some friends and stuff I have that are going through some difficulties and they're, they're in this like kind of low place. And so then I realize what part of my job is. It's not just, oh, hey, I'm just I'm just praying for you. Yes, that's good. I get it. But also like part of being with them or being in communication with them is if they're in a low place to help bring some, you know, to help fill them up a little bit, like to add to their being in, in that sort of way. And I think that's stuff that we don't we don't pay a whole lot of attention to, you know, like. We like I was saying, like we feel the effects. Like when your kids are just nonstop, like needing stuff, mom, mom, mm-hmm. mom. Like even last night, the past couple nights, Ezra, he gets ready to go to bed, and then it's like last minute, he's got something wrong with him. Like oh, I've got a stuffy nose. He's got to come out, and then the night before, oh, my tummy hurts. Oh, I got an ache, and and it's like I feel myself being drained from that because I'm just like, oh my gosh, I've given you everything all day already. Just go to bed. I can't like gets me really frustrated so that stuff is happening all the time and so to be aware of it like because i caught myself last night getting really frustrated because jess had worked two nights in a row and i was like i just want to hang out with my wife like without the kids just want to sit on the couch talk chill sat on the porch watching the rain a little bit he comes out and i'm like i immediately just got like i was on edge and then i caught myself and was like okay take a breath like you're, you're in a low place right now. Like your, your tanks have been drained. Like he needs something. Yes. He's taking the little bits you have left, but you know, give him what he needs so that he can get to bed, whatever. So I think that kind of stuff is, is around us all the time that we don't, we feel it, but we're not like cognitively aware of like, Oh, that's why I'm feeling this way like this. Or the, like even there's um, a lady that works comes into the office that does the counseling she's really positive a super like to me is like a source of of like a source of light to some degree i don't know how else to say it but like i love talking to her because she's just always like feeding me like here's a new thing i saw i saw this or whatever or i heard what you guys were doing and that was awesome and so you just like 
if she's here, I want to go talk to her. Like, yeah. that's what's happening because I'm, I'm feeding off of that as well. So I think that stuff's happening all the time. Yeah. Hunter, did you get to, to finish it yet? I'm like three fourths of the way through. What so you- it was like, that part was good. I don't know about the, the ending of the sermon, but <laughs> <laughs> no, your, um, the story about the British during the war and yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. wage gap, like yeah. that really hit me with a lot of research that I've been doing recently. Well, I can um, give you that book. It's it's a heavy book. Like, yeah, I really need it because I but it's all like have what, a section that I want to add it to. What's crazy to me is it's not even about like they're not they're not. I mean, as far as I know, they're not like religious people. They're scientists who are looking at worldwide data and they break down stuff by countries. They break down stuff. They even go through America state by state and they show like education, um, teenage pregnancies, overall well-being like feelings of trust in a community like and it all lines up the same like when there's these greater gaps then all like everything's affected by it it's fascinating yeah i mean we the brokenness of sin has really convinced us that drawing hard lines is what helps us enter into a flourishing life either through an individualistic sense or through tribalism or nationalism like we we want to draw lines and say we will protect our own and that's how we're going to succeed but uh, studies like that show us that no a more universal understanding of humanity where we all are united where we all come together as as God's children uh, across all gaps, mm-hmm. that is what actually leads to a flourishing life. Mm-hmm. It's when we break that down. I mean, so we, we get these universal principles that we see from that, that scientists and researchers pull up. And then we, we take these revelatory understandings and principles from scripture and we say, oh, this is how these can, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. th- they feed into one another. They, yeah. they are describing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that speaks back to, like, completeness, too. Like, you know, we are going to be, if we're pursuing completeness, like the idea of drawing lines, like, the more you separate, like, the less complete you're being. Right. You're just going to become this, you know, f- echo chamber of, you know, this group or this idea or this, you know, thing that you've, you know, boxed yourself in as. If you're pursuing completeness, you've got to be willing to break those lines down, across those gaps and really sort of be able to you know broaden your broaden your perspective broaden your experience like that's really where that that's really where you're going to find that completeness it's not boxed in but when you let yourself but um, and i think that's i think one of the things i i I remember talking about was this when when we designate somebody as other and we separate them from the concept of wholeness when we draw that line then we step out of the intended reality of wholeness and completeness. So as much as we want to go, oh, I don't like how they view things or how they do stuff, by by drawing that line, we then move away from the thing that we actually most want and which will be fulfilling. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. What was the thing we were talking about that you said the cutting room floor? The Was that the Seinfeld thing? Yeah, I think so. But what, how did that tie in? Well, because you, you said uh, there's, there's something like it'd be really oh, fun to, it fun was to for include. Next week. It was, next, it was yeah. for this coming Sunday. We'll yada, save yada, that. Yada. We'll save that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll save that for next week. <laughs> Sorry. 
Uh, well, speaking of next week, uh, let's let's make our next transition here. Got the right music this time. Let's let's talk about this week leading up to next week. What's um, what what are what are takeaways? What are um, actionable sort of next step things to think through spiritual practices for you guys coming coming out of this week? I like that we um, did you know communion together. I think that's also always a good reminder. Yeah, how do you feel like that went? I felt like that went really well. Um, Tiffany and I talked about it because she grew up in a environment where they were doing that more so um, where, you know, it was a very Lutheran environment Mm -hmm. where it was like very high church and like even the call and response reading, like a a lot of that sort of thing. So for her, it was like sort of a throwback to that. But I do think it's important to like hone back in on. You know, typically, I think just because of, you know, we're trying to create a moment of reflection and response. Like we say, take that on your own. And I don't I don't think that's bad, but I think to no. be reminded every once in a while that like this is something we're all doing together. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a shared experience. I think that adds to the meaning, the, the meaningfulness of that moment. Yeah. And that was that was a very intentional part of our thought process going into Sunday. Yeah. Was, mm-hmm. was that, you know, the. I, of of all the great things about uh, our our country and our culture, I think one of the things that is maybe the biggest two edged sword is the kind of the American sense of individualism, right. and it it often breeds a very hard working sort of work ethic kind of determination, but it also breeds this disconnection from one another where we go. I, I did this. I did this on my own. I didn't need help. Well, what was the thing? We used the idea in one sermon not too long ago about the idea of pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. Yeah. About how we are so individualistic. We love that phrase. I, I did it myself. I pulled myself up by the bootstraps. But how that phrase was originally about something that you couldn't do on your own. Mm-hmm. Like you can't physically take the strap of your boot and lift yourself up. Right. But we're so individualistic. We took something that was a about not being able to do it on your own and made it entirely about doing it yep. on your own. Like, yeah, yeah. we, mm-hmm. it's there. I mean, there's pros and cons, but we, <laughs> we've, we've put ourselves in this weird place of like, yeah, it's good. Cause it's helped create and do a lot of stuff for the country, but it's also like, wow, maybe we need to re- rethink things a little bit. Well, and that, that bleeds over into our faith big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. we we find ourselves oftentimes, we'll, you know, we'll go, I, I'm interested in reading the Bible. I want to, you know, study more on whatever. And so we'll, we'll find some book, we'll find a devotional, we'll find a reading plan or something that's like about that topic. And we'll spend the time on our own, not with a group, oftentimes going through this devotional book or this reading plan about this very specific thing and oftentimes it's stuff kind of taken out of context that you know grazes the topic without really addressing it um you know in in the way that scripture actually does and then we kind of find ourselves and we're like we're just like on an island spiritually uh, a lot of times and i you know i don't think the more that i learn the more i discover um the more i feel convicted that 
the life of a believer is not meant to be isolated that uh, way. That really we shouldn't even read scripture in a vacuum uh, because we just there, there's just there's too much there. I, I think it's almost like not respectful enough of of scripture to right. read it without being in discussion with someone else about right. it yeah. as we're yeah. reading it. Well, Seth, you one of the verses that you read was um, on on Sunday was about being created in God's image, like what yeah. we're, we're created in God's image. And that, that always reminds me of this, this understanding that we can only know God more in relation to others. If we are all imaging yeah. God in different unique ways based off of our personalities and our desires we've been created with yeah. and our skills, then I actually get to know God more as I get to know other people yeah. more uh, and how much I know God is limited by how well I know other people mm. also, uh, yeah. um, that there, there is this necessary communal um, process that has to take place for us to grow our own image of God and to grow closer to God. So the less I view people as other, the more I come to know a m more full picture of who God is. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a good thought. Well, and also the, like, uh, and who is it? Uh, what's this guy that does the, all the old, they're not that old, the films, the guy, uh, Ray Vanderlyn, that is a walk through the, you don't know where, you know, I've used this stuff a ton. He's the guy that does like all the walk through Israel stuff. You've probably shown me videos, but you yeah. just said the name like, like I would go, oh yeah, Ray. Oh, yeah, Ray. Yeah, old Skid uh, Marks Ray. Oh, good old Ray. Oh, oh, good old Ray. Uh, <laughs> I've heard this from, a lot of sources, but from him too, is that in, in the Jewish mindset, it was very, it was, everything was communal. Yeah. So even when like they're writing the scriptures and telling the stories of Jesus, that we read it from an individual perspective, they would have heard it from, or read it from a communal. So like when, uh, when they lower the, the guy who can't, the paralyzed man into the house and Jesus heals them in front of the Pharisees and he sends them out. Like we read that and go, oh, look at Jesus' ability to heal that person. But how they would have understood it is that paralyzed man was a picture of the nation of Israel mm -hmm. who was under Roman oppression, who didn't feel like they had a way out, mm -hmm. who didn't feel like they were living up to their potential. He's paralyzed. That's, oh, that's us. That's, that's, that's our nation. That's the community. And so when Jesus heals that man, he's sending a message to the whole community, like I'm coming to heal the, the whole thing. And so we've taken that and go, oh, look at what Jesus can do. If you pray to him, if you come to him, he can heal. Sure, sure, sure. But also yeah. like from their perspective, it was much bigger. It was about, it right. was all of us. Like he's healing all of us. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you mentioned the, the communal nature of things. I mean, that's, that's even the picture of the early church we see, you know, and Acts, Acts 2 ends with, um, you know, this, this sort of miraculous, um, Pentecost and, and 3000 people added to the number. And then it says they, uh, they held everything in common yeah. with each other. They, they sold what they had and gave money to the poor and they were devoted to, uh, the apostles teaching and to fellowship and to breaking bread together and to prayer together. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just, we're each going to take communion in our house and pray maybe with our family, yeah. you know, say our prayers before bedtime, but it was communal worship, communal prayer. 
Yeah. And that's what Paul property yells at the Corinthians for is their failure to be united while taking communion, that they were using that to separate more, to create others, to draw those boundaries. And he goes, no, no, no. What are you doing? We're together in this. We're we're Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. There's, okay. Was Hunter going to give a practice or no? I don't know. I I was, were you done? What were you going to say? I was going to see if he wanted to say something, and then I was going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start saying something whether I talked no, or not. Um, I think yeah, it... so the thing that I noticed was... In... <laughs> I knew that was coming. I should have muted your mic first. I, I knew that it, was going. I think it connects really well to Hank's sermon from last week, um, and Hank talking a lot about... Um, was this a practice? To... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just. I'm just checking. I'm just trying to keep us on target. Hank talked a lot about in taking care of the self, and hey, finding mental health counselors, people that can help you, and um, and and we talked last week in our, our podcast about how um, how we often Christianity has pushed away from therapy uh, and in that realm in psychology of, um, but that is so necessary for us to go and to love others. So I think a practice that I'm going to take from the sermon and from combining with our mm-hmm. sermon is that, that reflection upon the self and that, that healing of the self, because as we, as we have take our trauma and our pain from our past and our brokenness and our hurt, uh, if we ignore that, or if we don't work on that, or if we don't try to allow healing into that situation, then it is going to taint and damage how we are going to interact with other people and with our community. And you almost draw a line for yourself. Like yeah. you almost say like, I can't like putting up that, putting up those, those walls, you know, in an unhealthy way, you're drawing that line around yourself. You're saying, I can't like enter into this relationship because I'm afraid of, you know, the ramifications of that. So to be able to move past that and, and heal from that, you know, it's, it gives you, you know, one less person that's drawing, you know, drawing that lines for you. You can take yourself out of that mix. Yeah. Cause there's going to be enough people who want to do that. There's so much division already in the world. Like everyone's trying to draw lines one way or another. So if we can not draw lines for ourselves, then that, you know, just makes us that much more, you know, able to pursue that completeness. Hmm. Agreed. You probably have something else to say. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to go now? Uh, you can go. Well, Absolutely. actually, I Absolutely. was thinking I had another thought. Uh, no, I was just going to say, because we kind of the last scripture we used was that Romans 12 which says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So to me, like the practice is, well, how do I, how do I do that? Like, and then kind of the follow up was uh, to live at peace is remove barriers, to remove barriers to provide space to come together. And it's in the coming together that we step in the fullness of humanity. That is God's intended reality. So it's like, what what does that? How do we live at peace? As far as it, if it's up to me, shouldn't, can't I live at peace with everyone? Like, even if they're upset or bothered with me, can't I live in such a way that I remove barriers? I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess you can only do as much as you can do. Like, but so I want to try to create a space or open a door in which 
there isn't something that's keeping us apart. You know, if if it's a different uh, <clears throat> a different uh, politic, okay, we may disagree, but how do I navigate that relationship in such a way that that thing does not become a barrier for there to be peace between us? Mm -hmm. How do I remove the things that create animosity in the relationships around me so that as far as it's up to me, well, we're, we're all good. Like, you know, a lot of that though comes back to, I have to be okay with people having different opinions. I have to learn to be okay with, even if I don't agree with that necessarily, that I can see beyond the belief into the heart of the human that is maintaining the belief. It's like, it's like that idea. Um, I don't want to get too carried away here, but I, I think it was Richard Rohr or somebody that said, or he was quoting somebody else that said to love people like trees, which I thought was like weird at first. But when you think about it, it's like kind of a really cool thought is that when we, we don't, we don't choose how and when we were raised. Right. And that life experience, like a tree is planted in a particular spot. The tree doesn't choose where it's planted. The right. tree is either a, a seed off another tree or somebody plants it where it is. So if that tree is unfortunate, in some way, and it, it's in a sandy soil, it's getting too much shade, it's not a place where it's not getting enough water, it, it can only do so it can only do so well. Um, but if the tree is planted in the right place, then it will grow to a mature, healthy fullness of the tree that it's supposed to be. So if I love people as trees, I look at them and go, oh, here, here's a tree, if, like on my property, if I plant something somewhere and it's not doing well, I immediately assess, okay, well, why? Oh, uh, well, it's, it, this is a tree that needs sun and it's getting too much shade and it's not getting enough nutrients. And it's not getting enough water. That's not really the, the tree's fault. So what do I do? How do I love that tree? Well, I provide the proper nutrients. I try to get it to the place where it needs to be, whatever. So and that's not to say we shouldn't take responsibility. Like we're all just arbitrary or whatever. But if I begin to take that perspective, when I come across somebody that has a difference of opinion or an opinion that I think is damaging or hurtful, I can go, okay, the, the, maybe they weren't planted in the best soil, you know, or, or they've had something that's affected them to grow in this shape or this way. So how do I come alongside that as, as, as a gardener, as a, as a caretaker of creation, and then help nurture that tree so that it can become the fullness of self? It will, yeah. oh, go, go ahead, man. Go. I was just going to say what what you're saying uh, reminds me of um, and I I just pulled up the quote because it it's from uh, one of the a friend of mine who's at a, another church and the guy who preached there this week said uh, every person you have an issue with is a person God loves and for whom Jesus died hmm. and so like that to me it, it reminded me of that when when you were talking about this because hmm. you know to to approach someone with no context for for who they are, why they are, mm -hmm. the way that they are, <laughs> yeah. is is a recipe for like absolutely failing at that. To go yeah. to go, not knowing that you, um, you know, were coming from an emotionally abusive home mm -hmm. as a child, the way that you're acting seems completely out of line. And maybe it is objectively out of line, but at least 
knowing that about your story, I can understand Mm -hmm. and I can, and I can have grace for that and go, your behavior is not okay, but I know that it's not necessarily because you're just an awful person, but it's because you had a terrible example Mm -hmm. of, of how to love people well. And so like, I mean, like you're saying, then I can come along and go, Hey, listen, because we have this relationship Mm -hmm. because, because I know this about you because you've shared it with me or whatever, I I can start like helping you to turn the cruise ship, so Mm -hmm. to speak and go, this is not going to change overnight. This may not change. This may not fully change in your lifetime, but also the people that you're affecting, you're turning their cruise ship too. Yeah. You know, well, it's like, did I talk about this last week about uh, that Cruella? (laughs) I think you mentioned it, but I don't know if it was, have you, have you watched it? I can't remember if it was sermon or office conversation. Yeah, it might have just been office conversation. But it, like that that new the new Corella, it's really good by the way, the new Disney one. I'll not spoil it cuz uh, you know. Anyways, but they do it's like the backstory to how she grows up and then when you And her hatred of Dalmatians. Well, and why? Like and yeah, you yeah. kind of learn that like so but you Dalmatians start, killed her parents. Kind of her her mom her anyway, I'll not no spoilers, spoilers. Just, <laughs> no spoilers that was a total joke but yeah okay yeah so <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's really quite interesting but when you see the backstory of how she came to be she wasn't always this evil person mm-hmm. and so then you start to feel bad for the bad guy I did that's what I did like my last podcast on was feeling bad for the bad guy so it's like shameless plug so there was. <laughs> Uh, just the idea that like when you see that and understand that all of a sudden like you don't when you first entered if you just pick on on Cruella who she becomes you're like okay she's an evil mean bad person right but when you see oh this is what her life was to get to this point you go oh like you said maybe I could give her a, a little bit of grace not that I condone the action condone the action but that like there's other stuff that this is the result of this isn't necessarily who she is like she had a she had a, a difficult upbringing there was stuff she went through like i should learn to love that deeper part of her and and my thought is in the hopes of creating a, a healthier relationship yeah well and it also put shifts responsibility from as, as we brought talked about individualism in america a little yeah. bit ago i get it shifts responsibility of is it just the person's fault or is it also our fault as a community for not helping in those situations? I think it's Augustine that writes about stealing an apple and who who's at fault, the, the, the thief that's stealing it because they're hungry and they need to fill the stomach, or the community that's not providing a way for that person to receive food without having to steal it. That yeah. there is some communal responsibility that to, to help people in these times in the struggle to help them form it's kind of like uh if you ever you know pete rollins he peter dr peter rollins he has a he has a whole bit about um about batman <laughs> i haven't heard that it's so funny because he's like you know when you look at the villains in gotham city like is it the villain it's the same thing is it the villain's fault or does Batman is is it because Batman, who is Bruce Wayne, has create like he's the major money, the major power. He's yeah. kind of the the controlling force of Gotham. That he's creating conditions in the city in which leads people to be villains. That then he has to become Batman to fight. 
So like he's in this like good job security. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But like maybe Bruce Wayne could make a few adjustments and then Batman could like retire a little bit, you know, like kick back a little bit, but he's creating the problems that he has. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Tangent. We're, uh, we're running a bit short on time. So let's move on to uh, our last segment, which is uh, sort of wrapping things up. We, um, we need to acknowledge a failure of ours aside from the video quality on this podcast which it's still been dropping kind of throughout the yeah we were up to at 30 percent frames dropped at one point but it's been more stable down the stretch here at 17. yeah so sorry about that if you're trying to watch this along with us um sorry about that and that but the the failure we need to acknowledge is we we say almost every week send us an email we'll respond we'll read your email and then we got an email like two weeks ago that i don't uh, think we've responded to well that's or read or anything. it is, is. yeah that's the other minister yeah that's, that's us listen, it's on us that's yeah. us um do you should i should i read yeah this absolutely from friend Mason? A- absolutely this is from our friend Mason, and he said, uh, uh, this, this, this is how long ago it was. It was pre-Hunter being on the podcast, because he said, hi, Joe and Hank. Had an idea for a podcast episode revolving around media and how it has affected our lives and shaped how we are today and what that looks like in a life with Christ, which I think is an interesting avenue to talk through, of just yeah. the, the what, does, what does pursuing uh, Christ-likeness, Christiformity in a world that is so shaped by visual media mm-hmm. where the primary medium we have to to sort of discover the nature of god and and what a life in christ looks like is written media in the form of 2000 plus year old manuscripts um so interesting and he goes on he says uh, also looking ahead to what our concerns and optimism is towards media in the future for our families and children i think we probably mentioned on that episode yeah. that uh, we had hired someone for that role of a family life pastor. And he said, let me know what you think. Would love to be a part of it too, if you'll have me. Uh, to which I say, those are good ideas, Mason. And Bring it on. That would yeah, be a good thing. Yeah. And we would absolutely love to have you involved. Uh, that, uh, that Bo Burnham inside special. Ooh, I think if you, if you, yeah. when you, if you watch through that and you really kind of think through underneath everything, it, he is, it's a, I think it's a great critique of how media and social media and technology has affected us. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of like wisdom and insight to the stuff that he does that is like poking, like finding the, the chinks in the armor, so to speak. Like, and very self-aware of the fact that he's like, I am self-shooting with right. social media and technology, a comedy special that will go out on the biggest Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah one of yeah. the biggest video dis- distributors and yeah yeah and, and i even have this platform because of youtube yeah because i started posting dumb youtube videos right you know, 10 years ago or whatever so it's yeah. like it's a a double-edged sword because it's like mm-hmm. there's so much garbage yeah but then there's there's good stuff too yeah it's yeah. it's it's the classic and I, I think this is true of almost all technology it's inherently neutral yeah and whether or not it gets very toxic or very you know illuminating and helpful and and um positive is more a reflection of human nature than, yeah <laughs> yeah that, or, or maybe not even human nature but um sort of mass uh um uh, 
crowd well, and really mob the, dynamics in some you, cases. I think it was, I heard a talk one time about, the, it was about the Tower of Babel and about how what that is a conversation about technology because that's kind of when they first started to introduce bricks. Bricks, yeah. And they were able to take the brick and build, you know, now they went from using round rocks that you could only stack so high to a nice square that you could really build up. And so they have this technology that is the brick, which doesn't seem to us like technology at this point, right? But for them, this was a huge deal. And so it's about what do you do with it? Mm -hmm. Because what they did was it was, oh, let's make a tower for ourselves rather than, you know, using this thing to honor their God or whatever. Like, so yeah, it's kind of a, there's overlap in there. Yeah, definitely. So we we would have to... um maybe keep playing around with format which is not something we're opposed to doing at all but if we're keeping this sort of uh, welcome tell me something good let's talk about yesterday let's talk about this week um maybe maybe we have to do like a, a pre-produced episode do some specials we could do like a special yeah. series a of very it special or, episode or two yeah yeah because yeah, there's a lot we can mm-hmm. we can I do think with you're that. very special <laughs> thank you seth <laughs> wow that- I like that. that how you will. That's heartfelt. No, I appreciate it. Uh, for now, though, that's uh, that probably should be it because we're we're at or beyond our time. Again, if you were trying to follow this on our live stream in our Foundry Family Facebook group, as it happened, apologies because um, it's it's been kind of rough. It has <laughs> been rough. It has been rough. To call me special, but yeah, sometimes it wasn't with love. Mm. It was there. You go. It was a different kind of special. Uh, if you're just listening on the podcast feed, uh, you know it should be should be awesome. Although I don't know when when you lose frames there, does the audio record well? Um, or does it also drop? So the recording shouldn't be affected. Okay. The the streaming, I think. Is I've got squared. this multi track one as well. If yeah. You need that. Okay. Anyways, uh, but for now that'll do it for the other ministers. I'm Joe. I'm Hank. I'm Hunter. And we'll be all up in your ear holes next time.